Hi, this is John Ozanting, lead pastor of Evolve Church, and this is the Evolve Church podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. We hope that you find today's message encouraging and full of hope for wherever you're at. Hey, what's going on, Evolve Church? My name is Pastor Lorne, and I have the privilege of being the lead pastor along with my amazing wife, Pastor Sean Lee, of Discovery Church right here in Edmonton. And it seems like we're kind of like brother and sisters as churches. We're both ARC churches, both serving in the same city. We launched in 2017. You launched in 2018. Pastor Jono and Pastor Nicole's kids go to the same school that my kids go to. It's crazy. We love Evolve Church, and it's such a privilege to be able to share with you today. Pastor Jono and Nicole, they're the real deal, and you know it, right? My wife, Shauna Lee and I have the privilege of sitting around some leadership tables with both of them. And every time we leave those rooms, we have been inspired and encouraged by them. They love you guys so much. They don't see Evolve specifically just as a church. They see each individual, each person that's watching as family. They brag on how amazing you are and what God's doing in your life and Evolve Church. It's just incredible to be able to be a part of it. And thanks again, Pastors Jono and Pastor Nicole, for allowing me to speak to you today. As we jump in, though, I want to talk about something that I feel that we're all searching for, but we don't really know that we're searching for, that many of us are missing And we don't really know what it is. But before we jump in there, I'd like to pray and ask the Holy Spirit to come into every room that we possess today, into our hearts and into our minds, that we would hear and allow him to move in our lives. So let's pray together. Heavenly Father, would you possess every room, every couch, every office, every sound wave, every car, every podcast that's listening to this today, would you come into the space and we will give you permission to change our hearts and our minds. In the name of Jesus, amen. If you could wish for one thing, if you could wish for anything, what would you wish for? It's been a million dollar question for centuries. You've probably thought about it before. You've probably been asked about it before. You know, some of us would say money. That's usually like the the go-to, which is actually not a bad wish. Because if you had money, you can help a lot of people, right? You can be generous. And you can enjoy the blessings of being generous because it's more blessed to give than it is to receive. And money buys us and creates options and opportunities. Having money is not a bad thing. But I think we know by now That money doesn't buy happiness. So having money is not the best wish. Maybe we would wish to have a husband or a wife or a spouse. You know, I, I wish to be married. Some of you would say, I wish for beauty or for happiness or for health or fame, for popularity. And then there's always that person 
that always wishes, if I had one wish, I'd wish for one wish, or more wishes, if I had, if I had one wish. And that's, that's a case of rules. That's not allowed. That's not a part of the game. That would be me. That would be me in the room. I would have said, hey, give me one wish. I'll wish for 100 more wishes. There are so many things that we could wish for today, and I want to talk to you about the one thing that I believe that so many of us are searching for, and what many of us want, and we don't even know that we want it. And it's available, and it's not just wishful thinking. That one thing that we're all searching for is peace. But not a temporary peace. Not a peace that just is, is around for a moment, but a supernatural peace. A peace that can only come from God. As John 4, uh, 14 27 says it this way, Jesus speaking. He says, I'm leaving you peace. My peace, I'm giving to you. I don't give you the kind of peace that the world gives. So don't be troubled and don't be afraid. Words of Jesus. It was just a couple of weeks ago that the Alberta government began lifting, gathering restrictions. And for the first time, Discovery Church, the church that I have the privilege of leading, gathered in person in a park for a park hangout. It's the first time in, in months. And it was so good just being with people, in the presence of people, seeing smiles, watching our kids play soccer, uh, seeing people fly kites, pe see people smiling, community happening in person. It was just so good for our souls. And after the park hangout, I was walking across the field going to my truck with someone from our church. And as I observed the park filled with people and people enjoying barbecues and flying kites and hanging out, I made a comment to the individual that I was walking across the field with. It says, I, I said, it feels like people are happy. It's been such a long time since that feeling has been present in a larger scale with many people being in one place. Like I said, the sun is shining. People are laughing. They're playing games. They're flying kites. You can smell barbecue. It just seemed like normal was in the air. And in response to my comment, the individual that I was walking across the field, field with said to me, Pastor Lauren, we're going to be okay. There's light at the end of the tunnel. We're going to get through this crazy year. And I agreed with him. I believe that we are going to get through this year and we're going to be stronger on the other side of this pandemic than we ever were. That God is working out this past year, past 18 months, for some amazing testimonies, amazing stories. And as I got to my truck, I began to drive home, and, and I was giving God thanks for the day that we had, and I was praying for our church family by name, and I, and I began to reflect in that moment on that comment, we're going to be okay. And as I was reflecting on that comment, uh, God brought it, this verse that we just read to mind, and like back and forth, like simultaneously, it was John 14, played my mind side by side with the comment, we're going to be okay. 
peace I leave with you. I'm giving you my peace, Jesus said, not the kind of peace that the world gives. It's going to be okay. Not the kind of peace that the world gives. And then I would think about, it's going to be okay. My peace, I give you. As I watched people, as they were playing spike ball, hanging out, throwing the ball, playing catch, everything looked so peaceful. And no doubt, in that moment, it was peaceful. But I wondered, was that peace dependent upon a situation? Or was that peace that seemed evident, circumstantial? Was it because restrictions were finally beginning to lift? Because things seem to be going back to normal. But what if tomorrow everything went into complete lockdown again? Would we be filled with peace then? See, if our peace is dependent upon circumstance, or if our peace is dependent upon the situations that we find ourselves in in this moment, then our peace will come and go with circumstances and situations. And if this past season has shown us or has taught us anything, is that circumstances and situations can change so quickly. So quickly. But I wonder, can we have peace that goes beyond circumstances? Can we have peace no matter what circumstance? Can we have peace when our bank accounts are high or when our bank accounts are low? Can we have peace when our marriages are thriving or when we feel like our marriages are dying? Can we have peace when the doctor's report is good and even when the doctor's report is bad? Can we have peace when we receive a pink slip and can we have peace when we get a promotion? Can we have peace when we have to to go to summer school or when we get to sleep in? Can we have peace in lockdowns as well as when we're in parks hanging out? These are some questions. As I reflected and I spent some time with God driving home in my truck that I asked myself. See, we've all experienced peace before, like the world gives. But worldly peace depends upon circumstance. But what about the peace that Jesus is talking about? He, just, he doesn't say that peace I give you. He says My peace, the peace that Jesus had, the peace that when there was a storm on the water, you found him sleeping in the bottom of the boat. When chaos was happening around him, Jesus was still filled with peace. And he said, my peace I give you. Can we have that peace? 
And if so, how do we get it? You know, peace that understands and believes that even when I'm not in control, we serve a God who is in control of all things. A peace that understands that in all circumstances, God is working it out for good. A peace that goes so deep that as you go to sleep at night, you know that even if the worst happens, it's okay. Because the one who holds the universe is also holding you. What I've observed Specifically in this season of crisis. Most of 2020 and a part of 2021, we've been walking through crisis. Sometimes it's big, other times it's small. But it's been a global pandemic, a crisis. And what I've observed in crisis is that we as humans try to gain control. We try to find something that we can find control in. And, we, and, and in that control, we have a momentary peace. But what happens when things are out of our control? And again, if the pandemic has taught us anything, has shown us anything, is that there, there are things that we thought were in our control that were never in our control. That there are so many more things that happen in our life that we have no control over. And can we find lasting peace when we are not in control? I think we can. I really, really, really think we can. Because lasting peace is not found in finding and gripping control. Lasting peace is found in giving control to the Prince of Peace, Jesus Christ. Often throughout the New Testament, we read, whether or not it was Paul writing it or words of Jesus, but often we read, may grace and peace be with you. There are so many other words that, could have, that Paul could have written or Jesus could have said instead of, you know, instead of peace. He could have said grace and prosperity. He could have said grace and popularity, grace and TikTok fame, TikTok fame. grace and comfort. But over and over again, we read grace and peace. We just read it. Jesus tells his disciples in John 14, 27. My peace I give to you. If you look at John 14 and you read from John 14... Through, through the next couple chapters, you'll realize that this is probably just hours before, maybe a day before Jesus would be arrested, put on trial, and crucified. And in a moment of time that I would think any, that, that there was anything but peaceful in Jesus' soul, Jesus say, I'm going to give you my peace. And what I find amazing about that as I, as I reflect on Scripture is that even in Jesus' most desperate times as he walked here on earth, he was still giving and still thinking about those around him. He was still thinking about you. He was still thinking about us. He knew he was going to go to the cross and die, but he was saying, I'm going to give. 
And in this most desperate moment, he was still giving. And Jesus knew that what we needed, what the disciples needed, was peace. A peace that in all circumstances, a peace that goes deeper than death, even deeper than death on a cross. A peace that the Bible says it surpasses all understanding. Even in financial crisis, peace. Because we know that the one who clothes the lilies of the valley is the one who cares for us. Even in sickness, peace can be present because you know that the one who raised Lazarus from the dead is the one that holds every breath of yours in the palm of his hand. Even in a pandemic, peace. Because we serve a God who has no restrictions on time and space. See, as believers in Christ, we can have a peace when the sun is shining or when it's raining. In the daytime or in night, in the good times and bad, in sickness or in health. Because we know that peace is not found in circumstance. The peace that Jesus gives us, the peace that Jesus offers, the peace that many people are searching for, and the peace that is missing in so many people's lives is only found in Jesus. And he says, my peace I give to you. I give you peace, not like the world gives peace, but I give you my peace. Jesus goes on and gives us life in the darkest day in history. Jesus dies on a cross. And many of us probably know the story that three days later, Jesus rose from the grave, conquered sin and death. And then a few chapters over, In John 20, Jesus appears to Mary and then appears to his disciples. And this is what he says. John 20, verse 19, he says, That Sunday evening, the disciples were together behind locked doors because they were afraid. I read that and I'm like, one of the last things Jesus said to his disciples before he went to the cross was, do not be afraid. My peace I give to you, but do not be afraid. And then one of the very first things they're found doing is hiding in a room behind locked doors because they were afraid of the Jews. And Jesus stood among them, it says, and said to them, catch this, guess what it says? Peace be with you. When he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples were glad to see the Lord. And Jesus, once again, it's kind of like, you're not getting it. You're not getting it, guys. My disciples, you're not getting it. I said, peace be with you. Don't be afraid. And literally a couple lines, Jesus said to them again, peace be with you. And I think Jesus knew something as he was saying these specific words because he knew that we would be listening today as well. But I think Jesus knew that we would have a hard time living in peace. We'd be grasping for control and have moments of temporary peace. But what about the peace that surpasses all understanding? What about the peace that even in the chaos of life, in the craziness of a pandemic, in the, in the deathbed of cancer, in financial bankruptcy, can we have peace? 
I think Jesus knew that it was possible, but only through him. One of the last things he said before he died was, I'm giving you peace. One of the first things he said to the disciples when he appeared to them again is, peace be with you. So the big question is this today. This is the big question. So many people are searching for peace. So many of us have felt peace at times, but it's circumstantial, it comes and goes. How do we get his peace? When Jesus says, I give you my peace, not like the world gives, so don't be afraid, do not fear. How do we get that? I think Paul gives us some advice on how we receive that peace. In Philippians 4, 6, and 7, this is what it says. Never worry about anything, but in every situation, let God know what you need in prayer and requests while, while giving thanks. Then God's peace, which goes beyond Anything we can imagine will guard your hearts and thoughts and emotions through Christ Jesus. Don't worry about anything, but in prayer and in thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, Paul gives us a gateway into finding peace. He says, pray. If there's anything making you worry, if there's anything that's trying to steal your peace, pray. Give it to God. And, when you, and after you pray, after you commit it to God, now turn your attention to thanksgiving and think of what God has done for you. Look at hindsight. Some of the best ways to allow peace to flood our souls is to look hindsight, look behind us and see what God has done. The moments that he provided, the moments that he healed, the moments that he showed up, the moments that he spoke through scripture, the moments that you got a call from a friend when you needed one. Because the world will tell us that we find peace in having more money, having the right job, having the right friends, sunny days, vacations, having good health, just making sure you have fun. Your, you know, your peace is found when you're happy. The world finds peace in circumstances. But we all know that circumstances change so quickly. But our peace doesn't have to be that way. Our circumstances can change in the blink of an eye. One moment, things can be going as normal as possible. And you get a knock on your classroom door from your guidance counselor of your high school. And they can let you know that your brother was just in a serious motorcycle accident. And they're not sure if he's actually going to make it. That happened to me. In a moment, it went from normal to chaos. One moment, you can be getting excited because you're leaving work to go on a family vacation 
And the next moment, your boss is giving you an envelope that has a pink slip inside. One moment, we can be enjoying life and just hearing about a virus in Asia. And just a few days later, our country and world goes into a lockdown and we're working from home and we're in front of our screens. We're learning from the kitchen table. We're attending church online. We're not being able to hug family or see grandparents or grandkids or even being able to eat with friends. Circumstances change, but that doesn't mean our peace needs to leave. My peace I give to you. So how? Through prayer and thanksgiving. So today I ask you a question. Are you needing peace? It can only be found in Jesus Christ. Maybe you're watching today and you've never given your life to Christ. That peace that we're talking about, that peace that surpasses all understanding, you don't know what it feels like. Would you surrender your life to Christ today? Would you give him your heart and your life and allow the peace, allow his peace, my peace, I give to you. The same peace that Jesus gave to his disciples, he's giving to you today. If you're wanting to make that decision today, I welcome, would you pray this prayer with me? Heavenly Father, today I accept your peace. Come into my heart. Come into my life. I need to know that peace. I give you the lordship of my life. And no matter what comes my way, I will serve you forever. In the name of Jesus, amen. If you've made that decision today to give your life to Christ, I encourage you, reach out to, to uh, somebody on the Evolve team and click the link in the comment section. Uh, push the button, uh, you know, I've given my life to Christ. For everybody that's watching today, what's stealing your peace? What is taking up mind space that is stealing your peace? I want to encourage you, take some time after the service. And would you pray about it? Tell the Lord what you need, not what you want. Tell the Lord what you need. And in that moment, the good Father who loves you, who cares for you, knows what you need. Then turn your, your request now into a moment of praise. Get out a piece of paper. Maybe take out your cell phones. Open up a note and write down five things that you can thank him for that he has already done in your life to help build your faith because as our faith is built, the peace of God will flood our lives. Evolve Church family, thank you so much for allowing me to speak today. I hope this encourages you and impacts your life, not just for today, not just for this week, but for your entire life. My peace I give you. Have a great day. Thank you so much for listening to today's message. If you're ever in the Edmonton area, pop by for a visit. 
And if you need any more information, visit EvolvedChurch.com. We hope to see you soon.